Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And our guest right now is Leslie from West for Youth. How are you doing today, Leslie? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? We are both doing pretty good. So uh, first off, tell us um, tell us about uh, West for Youth and all you um, all the things you guys are doing. Okay. Um, so West for Youth, without getting into the whole history, but it was started about eight years ago, and um, locally in or out of Walkerton, um, there uh, was a family who lost their son to suicide. And so in a response to that tragedy, they wanted to develop something um, to support local youth who might be struggling with mental health. And um, so what they created was an online counseling service um, that's free to actually youth across the province. And um, so that's basically what we offer at this point. Um, we're looking actually at expanding our services. Uh, we just got kind of an exciting um, uh, funding, amount of funding to really pull us forward um, in terms of technology. And so with that, we're hoping to expand our services, do some video chat and live chat and that kind of thing. Um, uh, as opposed to just right now, it's more or less um, like written-based or text-based counseling. Awesome. That's so cool. I, I always thought West Bruce was longer than that. I guess it was only eight years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, well, um, time flies, right? Yeah. yeah. So were you a counselor before West Bruce, or is this a new sort of career path for you? No, I have been a counselor for, I guess it's uh, about 12 years now. Um, I was actually off on maternity leave and um, I used to work for a local family health team. So I was off on maternity leave and one of the other counselors there got a hold of me and said, you know, this might fit into your to your life these days um, because obviously I could work from home and everything was online. So that's how I got involved initially. Um, and then I've done a few things sort of in the in interim and I've just returned to West for Youth about a year ago um, as a counselor, but also in a new role uh, since the fall um, and that is as their virtual program director. Okay, awesome. Um, so I got a I got a question about um just youth talking about mental health. Um, why do you think some youth are so hesitant to talk about their mental health? And um, do you think youth have gotten better over the years uh, about talking about mental health and um, mental health issues? Um, well, I mean, I think that we all hear all the time about the stigma of mental health um, issues. And, um, you know, I think there's still, I think there's still a lot of that around. You know, I think the conversation has moved forward. And um, I think youth feel more safe um, in terms of um, discussing what they might be struggling with. I think there's more resources around 
I think there's a lot more um, uh, inclusivity in terms of the LGBTQ community where, you know, people are more tuned into the needs of those youth. Um, I think we also, you know, are moving forward in terms of understanding um, what youth that have trauma in their backgrounds need and um, becoming, you know, more trauma informed in our approaches. And so that includes a whole um, bunch of, of youth that I think maybe felt um, like there was nobody that, you know, was really tuned into their specific needs. So, um, yeah, I think it's still, you know, sometimes can be perceived as, you know, being weak or, you know, people should be able to manage on their own. Um, certainly that's been, you know, uh, a strong part of the discourse in the past, but I think, you know, there's been a lot of conversations to change that, a lot of awareness. So hopefully we'll just keep on this trajectory going forward of inclusivity and, um, you know, awareness that, mental health is one part of, of, you know, the broader picture of health and um, really a critical piece. That is uh, so cool. And that's one thing we've been, we've talked about um, before on this podcast is just, even if you have like an issue, like you're, you're having some mental health issues, just talking about it with a friend works wonders. And it does a lot more than you think it does, you know, just having a conversation about it, you know, sometimes it's easy to kind of keep things to yourself and not say anything and just, you know, it, it just keep it inside you and then it just builds up and builds up. So it, it's a, yeah, it's good. You brought that up, you know, talking about it is a, uh, super important for sure. Yeah. Well, I think it breaks down that, you know, feeling of being alone and isolated with the things you're struggling with. And, you know, um, and I think we know now that, you know, mental health, um, is something that everybody, um, you know, it's a part of our, our well-being that everybody, um, shares, right? So, depending on how that's going, there's a lot of, you know, common experiences. And we know that, you know, most people experience some level of, um, whether it be anxiety or, you know, depression or just stress in general. So as you say, talking to, you know, friends or family or a counselor um, can really be validating in terms of, um, letting people know that, you know, they're not alone with these things. There's tons of support around and people that really care about how you're doing and have, you know, some um, advice or just a listening ear or whatever to, to support you and where you're at. Has it, has Westbrook always been online? Yes. Yeah, there was, I think, some discussion early on about offering, you know, in-person services, but um, it has always been online and in this kind of written email exchange. Um, you know, I think for the demographic, um, it works really well, and especially, you know, with technology, um, 
nowadays it's just such a huge part of everybody's life and now specifically because of covid you know um being able to connect virtually with people is really convenient for them and um you know it can also be anonymous which i think is you know part of the appeal of our service um in my past experiences uh not all youth really want to come into the office and sit across from, you know, somebody that they don't really know and talk mm -hmm. and stuff. So um, this kind of, of um, approach, um, you know, people can stay in their comfort zone and they can sort of consider what's being, you know, presented to them in terms of uh, a response to their concerns. And yeah, it's just a nice way to connect. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, we hope to offer um, uh, more of a, a live chat or video um, chat, but, um, you know, that would certainly be by choice and for those that, you know, maybe want a little more of an interactive service. Yeah, for sure. So I was, you already kind of touched on it, but I understand that it's changed a little bit due to COVID-19 as well because you've got the new position there. So what is that? doing different what are they doing differently um we're not really doing anything differently i think um basically we're just um a lot busy so you know i think people are looking for mental health services um first of all because you know our movement's been restricted and um all of those kinds of considerations um, but also uh, people are just more stressed out and there's, you know, we've all had to adapt in different ways. And so I think people are looking for support um, and some ideas and how to, how to do that. So basically our, our registrations have doubled since March. And um, I guess one, one thing that's changed is we've hired on more staff. So we have two new counselors as a result, um, or we have one and then potentially one more coming on. Um, we require all of our counselors to do an online um, course in providing counseling service virtually. So um, she is in the midst of um, doing that program and then um, yeah so you know other than um, kind of that immediate um, response to the increase in demand we're also looking at uh, like I've mentioned you know just kind of upping our game and um, becoming a little more relevant um, in terms of technology and I would like to in my position um, you know bring in um, a more interactive system. So that will be part of um, the new platform that we're developing and just offer more resources to the community, you know, make it a little more user-friendly, I think, than what our website is now. Uh, we're actually um, got some funding and we're redoing our current website as well. So um, I'm always open to hearing, you know, people's um, ideas and um, comments. So part of what we're going to do uh, with that is um, have some coffee groups or just try to engage youth to give us feedback and what they would like to see included in our service going forward. 
That's great. And you guys are doing really, really good work. So good for you guys. Um, I just want to now touch a bit more on uh, just your profession. Um, why did you decide to become a counselor? Was it something you always wanted to get into when you were younger or? Um, no, I wouldn't say specifically. Uh, you know, I always sort of um, talk about the fact that I was a massage therapist to begin kind of as a career choice, but I, um, I got interested in psychology after a while working as a massage therapist because it seemed that, you know, what people were thinking and expecting about their healing journeys um, had a lot to do with how that journey went. So I um, did an undergrad in um, um, psychology and um, I did a Bachelor of Science with a major in psych actually. So part of my undergrad was um, some neuroscience research and um, I was lucky enough to have my thesis work published. Um, I looked at how fear um, changes the synaptic connections in the amygdala. So brain science is part of what I'm interested in as well. Um, but, and I, and that piece has really come into, you know, the counseling world in the last 15 years when we're talking about trauma and that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, but my bigger goal, uh, was to eventually work with people and get out of the lab and away from the rats and whatever. So I did a master's of, um, uh, social work. And uh, I took the clinical stream, and um, so, um, and yeah, so here I am now. You are a very smart lady, I can tell. That's so amazing. I never really thought about that, that I guess really you should be able to know the brain before you're going to be picking other people's almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a huge, huge awareness in terms of, what goes on when people are experiencing, you know, mental health issues. And um, if we have an understanding of what's happening in terms of, you know, our physical body when we're experiencing anxiety or what's happening, you know, um, chemically or on some of those physical levels, I think it helps people to um, externalize what's going on for them and not necessarily feel like there's something you know intrinsically wrong with them so that whole picture that kind of holistic picture again I think is really important and has always been kind of a passion of mine that is uh, that's awesome and it's so cool we have somebody like you doing a job like that because we need more people like you uh doing that job so that's that's uh, that's really that's really awesome so um what other resources are available for uh for youth for mental health um well there are lots of resources on our website so i'll just throw that out there um if you don't mind or if you want yeah me for to. sure yes it's um, westforyouthonline.ca so um, just as it sounds um, we have some resources on there in terms of um, well if you go to our services tab and then under additional resources there's some general resources um, uh, like 211 where you can 
um, find different mental health supports. Um, there's the mental health helpline, kids help phone um, is always a good one. Um, that is more specifically, um, well, not just crisis care services, but um, I think, um, you know, that's maybe predominantly, you know, what people use that for, but um, and then we have a community resources um, like list as well. So I would point people to our website. Um, you know, I think I should point out that we don't specifically offer crisis care. Um, when West for Youth began, that was something um, that was offered, but um, it's kind of a different service in terms of mental health. Uh, you know, when people are in crisis and they need sort of, um, you know, some urgent support. Um, obviously, people are employed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or in some organizations um, so that they're, they can offer that immediate connection with someone. Um, we are an ongoing um, supportive counseling service. So, you know, in our case, you would register with us then a counselor would connect with you, we say within 24 to 48 hours. And then, you know, you could develop a, like an ongoing relationship with your counselor. Um, but certainly there's, there's a list of other resources on our website. And I encourage anybody to have a look at that. Um, yeah, so awesome. lots out there to look at, yeah. So I know we kind of talked about this uh, before, but with COVID, obviously it's been a lot more people seeking mental health help. Why do you think that is? Well, again, I think it's just, you know, um, I think it's just stress and change and, you know, kind of all of our lives and routines have been disrupted. You know, I think in terms of youth specifically, um, you know, relationships with peers uh, are changing, especially at a time where that's a really important, you know, developmental piece and, um, you know, spending more time at home and depending what home is like, you know, that's maybe not always a supportive, safe environment for youth. Um, so, Definitely that comes up in, you know, when we're asking about, you know, concerns when people are registering, you know, how to deal with parents, um, you know, how to deal with conflict and, um, and, and loss, I think, too, right? You know, a lot of um, people have lost a lot right now, whether it's, you know, fin finances within the family or, you know, youth that were set to graduate from grade eight or from high school or go to university, you know, this fall, um, just a lot of things being interrupted and um, prom and, you know, just a lot of different, um, you know, unanticipated kind of consequences of COVID. So, and not to mention people that have, you know, contracted it and, you know, maybe their health's been impacted. But I think also just a general level of anxiety around, um, you know, what this virus means for all of us, where the end is coming. 
you know, that kind of stress, that undetermined or that indeterminate kind of stress where you don't know where the end is, um, is really hard for people to manage. You know, like if they said, okay, in three months, it's going to be over and we're all going to, we're all going to move on, right? Like you can kind of deal with that because you know where the end is. But I guess with the, you know, the, um, the vaccine coming out now, there's some, um, some light in that regard. But um, anyway, I think uh, it's all of those things and probably, you know, more than, than I'm just not aware in terms of how people's lives have been affected. So I think that has really increased the demand for support. I totally agree with that one. I didn't, I didn't really realize, I guess it really, who said really a lot of times there. <laughs> it really, with, with there being no end date, that really does affect you though. Honestly, I never thought about how much it does because you don't know how much more you're going to have to deal with. At the beginning, everyone was like, oh, it's only going to be a little bit of a lockdown. And then I kept getting extending and extending and everyone's hopes started dwindling and feeling worse. So it's good to know that, yeah, you're right with the vaccine. There's a little bit of a light there. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, um, I think just staying, trying to stay connected with people. You know, my family's not from the area, and this will be the first time that we'll not be together for Christmas. And I've been, you know, um, feeling, you know, kind of down about that myself, but also, you know, trying to get creative, right, about what you can do to, uh, manage the changes and so you know we're going to try and connect on Christmas Day um, and have like a Zoom dinner <laughs> whatever that ends up looking like right but just kind of embracing as much as possible maybe more time and um, you know um, the things that you can find that you know are um, are well I don't want to make it sound like it's easy, but, you know, just um, finding kind of some of the positive things that may have come out of this for you individually or in your relationships. Awesome. Well, we got uh, one more question for you and then we will uh, send you on your way. So we asked this question, everybody who comes on the show, if you could go back in time and go talk to 16 year old Leslie, what would you, what would you tell her? Um, I, uh, I think I would just let her know that anything's possible, you know, that, um, I think you just kind of do the, ne oh, I'm going to quote Frozen. <laughs> nice, I yes. <laughs> I have some younger kids and in Frozen 2, um there's one of the best lines that i love um and it to the next right you know and i think that time in my life anyway was unsettled and i you know i didn't know what i wanted to be when i grew, grew up and i was confused about a lot of things but you know kind of that following that impulse or just you know, that next right thing um, with some level of faith that, 
you know, you know what's best for you. And, um, you know, uh, there's just so many wonderful opportunities out there. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for that answer. And uh, I guess we can all learn a thing from Frozen. <laughs> uh, everybody go back and watch those movies. There you go. But uh, no, I just want to thank you for coming on and uh, uh, having a chat with us, Leslie. We really appreciate it. And um, hopefully you and West for Youth keep uh, keep doing some great things because you guys have done uh, amazing things since you guys started. I actually remember when that all went down with Wes. I was in grade 10, actually. That was eight years ago, man. Yeah, and I remember it just made a huge impact on, on everybody. And I went to JD, and he was in a Walkerton school. But um, I'm so – and I, then I, right after that, of course, this whole initiative started, and it's really cool to see the growth of it and how it's still – you know, it's still a big prominent help for everybody here in Grey Bruce. So thank you to uh, – so thank you. Thank you guys so much, and uh, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank well, you. thanks for the opportunity. And, you know, I just want to say that there's a lot of people that um, have worked really hard over the years. Um, I haven't been, you know, privy to all of that, but, you know, they've had a lot of courage and vision to um, support youth and mental health. So, um, honestly, the credit is theirs, but I hope to offer, you know, what I can um, to um carry it forward so again thanks for the opportunity and uh, it was nice to meet you guys leslie ladies and gentlemen 